Welcome to Bits of Reality Podcast, the podcast that teaches evangelism, discipleship, and how to live out the Word of God. Welcome to this episode of Bits of Reality. As you can see from the title of this episode, the question is, what do I have to do to enter heaven? Or another way of phrasing it, what must I do to inherit or gain eternal life? This is a question that Sometimes people oversimplify the answer to, of course, and sometimes, frankly speaking, they just completely get it wrong, and it's even from believers um, that I've heard it gotten wrong. And the reason for this is because they don't know Scripture, or they don't believe um, that Scripture is God's true word. Um, When people get it wrong... The main cause of Christian being so wrong in life and counseling people is because they don't know the Word of God. But I wanted to take a moment, and perhaps if you are listening to this and wondering, what do I have to do to know that I'm saved? What do I have to do? What is the assurance? What did Jesus really say about being saved? How can I be saved? Well, you're not the only one that's asked this question. Because someone else asked Jesus this question directly. Um, You can find this from Matthew and also Mark. um, And this is from Mark chapter 10 that I'm reading this. Um, This is verse 17. And um, it goes on to say, Now as he, Jesus, was going out on the road, one man came running and knelt before him and asked, Good teacher, what must I do? that I may inherit eternal life. So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. Now think about that for a moment. What was Jesus really asking him? Who is God? Who is Jesus, right? Jesus is God. So there is is something to think about right there. Do you confess Jesus as God? Okay. You know the commandments. Jesus says, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And the man answered him and said, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you still lack, go and sell whatever you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross and follow me. But the man was sad at these words, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Now, to take a step back, you have to look at how Jesus actually addresses this stuff. Um, It's very interesting. Jesus' conversation is not just for face value here. It's a little bit deeper. Um, When the man asks Jesus, what must I do 
that I may inherit eternal life. Jesus first asks him, well, why are you calling me a good teacher? Because he, he came to him and says, good teacher, right? He calls him a good teacher. Um, and so Jesus says, okay, let's see if you really know who I am. Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God alone. And this right here is Jesus asking, are you acknowledging me as God? Is that why you call me good? Right? And then he says, well, let's see about the commandments. Are you in sin anywhere in your life? And Jesus goes on to say, you know the commandments. He, he read his thoughts on this, I'm pretty sure. Um... He says, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And of course, the guy answers and says, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. And in, in other passages and translations, actually, Jesus says, very well, you speak the truth. But then Jesus also says, one thing you still lack, go your way and sell whatever you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come, take up the cross, and follow me. There is a cost to following Christ. It is what Jesus said to this very man. If you rely on being perfect, then you have to keep every single commandment perfectly. If you stumble even a little bit, you fail. You, you lose salvation if you rely on the commandments and the law to be your salvation. Can you, indeed, if you were able to, keep the entire law gain salvation? Yes. But let me ask you this. Even if you started now, what about your past? Well, you failed in the past. So how do you make up for that? Well, you can't because it's already happened. Therefore, it's already against you. So you can't really start over that way. Sorry. But... Keeping the law doesn't quite work. Being a perfect person is impossible. Can you really look in the mirror and say you've handled and will handle every situation you come across or every circumstance in your life perfectly? If you're going to be honest, you have to say no. That's the truth. And so Jesus says, okay, well, so you've kept the law. You've, you claim you've done all these things from your youth. You've, you've been... Focusing on them, that's been your entire focus all your life. Okay, you really want to test your knowledge about my earlier question, right? Why do you call me good? The real um, thought behind this, in this, is what is the thing you worship? What is the thing you love the most? Do you declare me and acknowledge me as God and Lord? If so, then you will obey me in anything I, I tell you to do, right? So here's, here's the trick of this, that Jesus asks him, why do you call me good? He's asking, are you acknowledging me as God? And then, of course, he says, well, if I'm God and I wrote the law, have you been perfect in keeping it? And then Jesus says, okay, I'm going to give you one more thing. I'm going to give you another command. And it's 
like the law because it's from God. If God gives you a command, there's what are you going to do, right? Say, well, I don't like that. No, we don't have a right to ever say that. Um, if we love him, we obey him. Jesus said that multiple times. Um, so Jesus said to him, one thing you lack, go and sell whatever you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and take up your cross and follow me. And this is the pivotal point of the question that is, are you really seeking after God and the heavenly kingdom? Is your heart and mind really set on God and heaven and eternal life? Or is it on the temporal things of earth, the temporary stuff on earth? Are you too consumed in and chasing after those things? Is your salvation really found in the material possessions of the world? And so I think the man may have understood this or may have completely not understood this because we know that Lord, Lord Jesus looked at him from verse 21 and he loved him so he had compassion on him. And he didn't say this out of spite, obviously. And so he says, here's another command from God to you. Are you really seeking eternal life? Or are you seeking, can I get eternal life and can I also go into heaven with all my riches and stuff? That's the real question here. But, and, and those are things for you to think about. What are you really seeking? Are you really seeking salvation? Or are you seeking the good life now? And so I want to go over some scriptures that talk about what is required to be saved, right? Um, here's something that Jesus himself said. If, if um, you might have heard, all you have to be is a good person and you'll get into heaven, right? Uh that's that doesn't work i'll tell you that uh, because there are no good people i just jesus himself just said that in mark so we know it's impossible to be a good person because you we cannot to be considered good by god um it, you have to upkeep and uphold every scribe and jot and tittle of the law you have to be perfect in everything in thoughts actions emotions i mean I know I've never been perfect, right? Um, if you're really going to be honest with yourself, you're not perfect. You have not handled every situation perfectly, right? How many times in your own life have you gone back and said, I wish I'd handled this differently? Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, regret, right? Um, but also there is scripture from Acts um, that we know that is this is said from scripture and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved and that's referring to jesus christ right and why is that referring to jesus christ did jesus ever say this well jesus himself said in john 14 chapter or in john chapter 14 verse 6 jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the Father except through me. So, that is quite the shocker. There is only one way to be saved. And now you're thinking to yourself, okay, you're taking too long, so I'll get right to it for you. 
what do I have to do to be saved? What do I know that I'm saved, right? Well, look look at Romans 10. This is Paul, the apostle of Paul, the apostle Paul who was taught by Jesus himself um, in Arabia for about three something years, I think it was. Um, and it's, he says this: If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right? There's a lot to this, though. It is as simple as this. And I'd, I'd really honestly give you a reference and a study which you could spend days on, The Thief on the Cross. But there's a few more things I'd like to address. Um, Jesus himself said in, in Mark 16, 16 here, Whoever believes in me and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now, baptism will not save you alone. Uh, baptism itself does not save you. Paul addresses this in one point. Um, but we do know that Peter, in Acts chapter 2, um, told people uh, the message of salvation, the clear and simple message of salvation, the same thing that actually Jesus himself started preaching when his earthly ministry began. And Peter said to the crowd, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Basically, the eternal life. And so we see that there is a requirement. There is a requirement to be saved. And so... This is something very interesting. Um, but you can also look at John chapter 5, verse 24, which Jesus says, Truly, truly. And when you ever see that in Scripture, it's a, it's a very, very much so, here's the truth. Um, he says, I said to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. And so we know that. And we see this, right? If you're wondering, do I have to believe in Jesus to go to heaven? Can't I be a good person? Well, Jesus said in John 3, 3, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That is what you're dealing with. And here is why repentance is a necessary part of salvation. 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Who is this talking about? Jesus. If we in ourselves place ourselves in the, in the same thought, same place as that rich young ruler, don't call Jesus good teacher. Call him Lord. Confess your sins. Admit them. Admit that you have fallen short of God's standard. You are a sinner. But don't think that you can't be saved because all of a sudden you have too much guilt. God's promises are as true to his character as he is true to who he is. And we know that scripture says if we confess our sins... 
He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So we know that Christ is a necessity for salvation, believing upon his name, confessing your sins, confessing that you are a sinner, that you've fallen short of his standard of perfection, and then admitting that Christ is the one who fulfilled that perfection in your, on your behalf upon the cross. Believing that, admitting that, right, you will be saved. Now, I warn you that there is such a thing as easy believism, which you think, oh, I've got Jesus now. I've confessed, I've done the steps, I'm good. Well, we do know that there is a difference between saying you believe and showing you believe. Does your life also reflect that you believe in Christ, that you love him? that he has indeed changed your life? Do you strive to serve him? Do you seek him and his kingdom, or are you just worried and wanting to chase things of this world? These are the questions to ask yourself if you're seeking salvation in Christ. If you are seeking salvation in Christ, I do hope that your search and Christ will be found in the scriptures and that you will be encouraged and also you will find salvation in him and that you will trust in his holy word. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bits of Reality. If you found this episode to be helpful in your Christian walk, please share it with someone else who might be helped by it. Thank you.